Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. And as you guys can tell, we are officially in our brand new studio. We have been teasing it for weeks now, some major updates coming your way, and they are finally here. Uh, Mike, as you know, right, we've been hiding this for a while, we've been keeping it a secret. For some of our more devoted fans, I think they already found out, but we have a brand new website as well, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com, where you can find all the latest info of where we're going to be at any sort of live event. If you want to see us, uh, maybe at a Lions game or at a wrestling show, you know where to find us there. Um, all obviously the show will be posted on there, both our YouTube and our podcast. So obviously you can go there and we have links to all of the possible streaming pages that you could possibly subscribe to us at all that good stuff. Stay tuned to that. There will possibly be coming a shop pretty soon. And I'm always right. Sports podcast shop. I didn't even know that. where you can get some, maybe some merch at some point here coming up here. So all good stuff. Um, like I said, new studio, new website, same great content, same beautiful hosts, uh, the man Kyle Budzanowski will be joining us for part two of this week's episode. But let's jump right in, Mike. Uh, we're going to talk SummerSlam. Uh, okay. Probably a more, I think, uh, overall approved show, I would say, for the most sure. part, yeah. um, f- from the masses. Um, I thought the last couple matches went pretty well. Uh, what were your thoughts on the show? Um, it was a better version of a WWE show, but it still wasn't the best thing. I mean, it was all just boring until the last like fifteen minutes of the show. Really? Yeah. So you didn't like you didn't like the fiend? That was in the last yeah. twenty minutes. Okay, so the Seth Rollins, yep. Seth Brock match was pretty good. That was very good. Yeah. And you didn't the like, fiend was interesting. The fiend was good. Everything after that really? everything before that I was like yeah. this good this is hit or miss. No? See I don't know. I think when I when I look at the th- overall thoughts of a show, you know, like and what I think about it, it's it's the marquee stuff, right? That's kind of where you have to measure it, I feel, in in, in times because when you look at it and you go, Okay, what were the what were the things going into that show? I thought Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston missed. Completely, Absolutely. it was a total mess, hundred percent of the way. Um, the the schmaz finish and everything didn't help Kofi nope. at all. Didn't help Orton really. Didn't no. do anything for anybody. Um, but I will say that I I liked the WWE the Universal Title match. I yes. thought that was a, a phenomenal piece of business. I know some people were upset. They're like, well, you just gave it to Brock. But most people were mad that they gave it to Brock in the first place. So you so you can't be mad about both, right? Either you got to be happy that Rollins is champion, yeah, and you know, or you had to be up. You had to be happy with Brock being champion and going on through. So I was yeah. good with that. I thought the match was. I'd give it a solid like B. I th- that's yeah. where I would give it. I, I mean, I agree the with you. The show as a whole. Yeah, or? I would give the show oh. as a whole a B. I would say. I would think that honestly. I don't think it was. I don't think. I I wouldn't say I was bored. There were some matches where I'm like, okay, this is obviously. But other things though, I thought some the women's matches were good. I thought Trish versus Charlotte did a nice job. I thought Becky versus Natalia, even though you kind of knew it was going to happen, I thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. Ember versus Bailey wasn't bad. Um, you know, just just to name some of the things off of the top of there, but. I do think this show delivered for what it was going to be. I think the That's stuff fair. that they wanted to get over, The Fiend is the new new hotness right yes. now. Bray Wyatt is kind of reinvigorated again. Um, Seth back on top of the card. Um you know, the Roman thing is still kind of lingering. They didn't really get to that yet, so that's one of the more overarching storylines mm-hmm. we're going to see. I'm interested to see, obviously, where they're going to go, but did you enjoy SummerSlam or TakeOver better? We talked we talked last week about how we felt TakeOver was kind of... It was good, maybe not great, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, how? I mean, I would say some of the in-ring competition, I can probably say that TakeOver was better. I think the best main event was still TakeOver, yeah. but... but 
I think the story and and some of the long term stuff that WWE, the main roster, I should say, put into place, I think is probably a little bit better than what NXT did. I think it's the shocking thing to me is I think that usually when you compare the takeover to the show right after takeover, yeah, you go okay, so like there's four matches on takeover mm-hmm. that were the best four, and then the W like one WWE right. matches next, the, the, and then the there's fifth. another takeover, then the rest is all WWE. Right. And this one, I could probably argue that it goes. Cole and Gargano were obviously the best match of right. the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But then I would say Rollins and Lesnar Ro- yeah. was probably the next best match, I, I, which yeah, is I'm saying a- something. Right, absolutely. And then it might go another NXT one, and then you could probably add in like an AJ Ricochet mm-hmm. in there. Right. Or you can add right. in, you know, Charlotte Fair Trish was probably mm-hmm. the best second best women's match yeah. on the card. Right. So I think it fought pretty well with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no doubt. Part. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I'd still would take TakeOver over this. Yeah. I, I think that obviously, you know, you're a very in-ring driven guy. We're going to talk about the G1 here in a second, if you guys know what that is. But um, I, I would agree with you. I think that TakeOver was a little bit better, but I think, that's, I think that WWE, the main roster, I think they achieved more than what TakeOver got out of, what yeah. NXT got out of TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Um, after seeing, though, these last couple pay-per-views that, that we've seen now, uh, you know, a little new creative direction in some regards. Um, what what's your thoughts on WWE's direction going forward? Right, with, with you know, you've got some major guys now, right? Sub the Roman thing. Bray's gonna be an attraction Undertaker esque type of yeah. character going forward. Fine. Seth is the guy. You know, you still got AJ's things happening. You know, with the with the with the club or yeah. the OC, whatever the hell you want to call them. You know, you, you've got some others. Buddy Murphy finally getting a chance on SmackDown, right, yeah. to show what he's got. Um, thoughts on their direction going into AEW's launch pretty soon there. Do you think that they're finally starting to ramp it up a little bit, or are they still, in your opinion, stagnant? Um, I think they, well, they are ramping it up a little bit. Yeah. I do see over the last week or mm-hmm. two, yeah. whenever some of Sam was, is yeah. last weekend. Yeah. So this past Monday and Tuesday, you yeah. could see the divide of the brand split was there. Yes. I didn't, I don't think I saw much of any mm-hmm. Raw, the guys going to SmackDown, SmackDown going to Raw. Right. And if it was, it wasn't yeah. like Kofi going there or it wasn't right. Reigns going right. there. It was like... You know, you don't know. Maybe you don't know where like the revival are mm-hmm. if you don't know what brand they're on. So yeah. you're like, okay, they they're a guest on Raw or whatever. Right. But I didn't, I didn't see any big swings, and also they're finally using their undercard. Yes. Like their Bobby Absolutely. Roots and yes. their these guys. Yeah, he got an entrance. Last, yeah, he actually had an week. entrance. And I'm like, oh, where is this coming from? I and don't so know they're where, actually right? using their undercard guys, yeah. and now they just announced King of the Ring. Yes. And I can pull up that bracket, but that bracket has it's stacked. There's I'm probably that besides too. one or two matches on it in the yeah. first round. I'm like, every it's single match is a pick them. You can't. Yeah, you can't tell. Right, you can't tell who's going to win that, and that's something too that I think you're finally starting to see them kind of take, kind of going back to like the bag of tricks almost with the mm-hmm. King of the Ring, and that's the last thing I want to talk about. Kind of coming off of SummerSlam, the King of the Ring tournament. For those of you who don't know, it used to be a big deal. It used to be a really big deal. <clears throat> excuse me for uh, for a lot of reasons, right? It was the crowning, not only uh, you know something for some uh, talent to kind of get behind, something for people to fight over, but also. It usually was a precursor to some sort of push, right? Yeah. Whether it was Stone Cold Steve Austin in 96, whether it was Triple H in 97. We had, you know, even Brett in 90, what was it, 92, 93, and Owen in 94. Um, you can look at so many different times where the King of the Ring really, you know, skyrocketed somebody. Kurt Angle ushered in, got that into a world title run. Yeah. Edge winning the King of the Ring, really starting his initial real big singles push out mm-hmm. of a tag team, right? So a lot of equity has been put into the King of the Ring tournament over the years. And as you mentioned, Mike, with with the exception of probably one or two matches, 
it's kind of a toss-up just based off of where all these talent are ranked. You know, in in your WWE hierarchy, they're all kind of right there, right? So, you know, you've got an Andrade and you've got a Samoa Joe. They're probably on equal playing field. I mean, they're not in the same match together, obviously, but like, you know, as far as where they're at in, you know, in tiers, they're right there together. So it's hard to really pick them. I guess I'm going to ask you, it's a two-parter for me. A, do you think the King of the Ring will help help boost ratings for both Raw and SmackDown because people are going to be like, all right, I, I have a guy, right? Or I have two guys, from e- one from each brand yeah. that I want to see in the final. And two, who is your pick to win King of the Ring? before? We, because this is this will be live. You guys will hear this Monday morning. So you go, you turn into Raw. I guess what will be tonight, if you're hearing this now, and you're not going to know who's winning. But we're calling it now. Call your shot. Who's taking King of the Ring? Um... That's that's a well. Great while you think question. about that, well, you, do you think that this will help fans who are kind of, you know, casual off and on, off and on because they're not there's nothing going on on Raw mm-hmm. and SmackDown to make you tune in to go. All right, I want to see who wins King of the Ring. Um, I think it will it will at least help it. I yeah. don't know if it will be like I'm not going to say the they're going to pull a six rating, right? Yeah. But will it will at least get people to be like, all right, let's see what's going on. You know, yeah, I think they in. benefit from actually having good matchups because usually when they do these tournaments, they're like, all right, we'll put like. Bobby Roode, and we'll put this guy in there, and it's yeah. like guys you don't really want to see. Right. But just looking at the map, you got like Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, right. Buddy Murphy, Ali. Right. You got uh, Apollo Cruz, Andrade. Yeah. So you have a lot of pretty good matchups there. Yeah, no doubt. Go, wow, that would be really good. Yeah. So I think you can pull that. Um, you the more people will probably come in to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lo- I personally love tournaments. I do too. Love like, that's love why them. the G one we're right. talking about is one yeah. of my favorite things of the year Absolutely. by far. No doubt. Um. But if I had to pick a winner right now, I think picking one from each side. Yeah, pick one for, from SmackDown, one from Raw. I would have Drew McIntyre probably winning the Raw side. Okay. With um, Cesaro probably as like a backup pick. Okay. I think one of them too. I think it's a Dark push. Horse pick. Cesaro's a Dark Horse. And from the SmackDown side, I'm going to probably go Buddy Murphy. Because he just had that great match with, with Reigns. Roman. Yeah. So I think sure. they're going to really start to push him for a little sure. bit. I and if I had that. to pick a backup guy, probably Kevin Owens. Yeah. Because he's kind of just there. Right. That's, that's the one. I think Kevin and Drew, I think, are probably the two favorites on each side. I know the Joe Joe is kind of there. I, I would love to see Andrade as well. Yeah. There's a lot of guys in this tournament where I'm like, like, man, I wouldn't be mad with a lot of these If I could picks. have fantasy booking yeah. in the finals for each side, I would have yeah. Buddy and Andrade on the yeah. SmackDown side, and then I would have like Drew Mcntyre and like Sami Zayn or The Miz on yeah. the other side. Yeah, that and would that's be, like your final four. Yeah, You're looking like it would be really fantastic. Good Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So and you then get, the finals is that Clash of Champions. So you right, have a exactly. Nice so and, and you're gonna see the payoff, right? Which you didn't really see that outside of probably the year Booker won it. Yeah. So that was the last time the King of the Ring really elevated somebody to a higher level and got them either World Championship run or anything seven points. We've had King of the Ring since then. William Regal, Bad News Barrett, yeah. you know, uh, who won it before after that, too? I think Sheamus won it Sheamus, a year, yeah. and that was all a disaster. So I'm hoping that the King of the Ring this year will at least elevate a talent to mm-hmm. where we get a new challenger for hopefully the World Championship is kind of the yeah. goal, in my opinion. Um, all right, we've been teasing about the G1. Let's talk about the G1 now. Let's shift to the other side of the world, literally. And let's go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you don't know what the G1 Climax Tournament is, it's the biggest tournament probably in wrestling, if we're being honest. It um, it, it's it's, it's uh, primarily it's a round-robin tournament. It's a point system. Um, it, it's basically everybody faces everybody in their own bracket. The two best guys at the end of the fight each other. It's all 
great if, if content. If anyone's Impact fans, you could probably go to the Bound for Glory series. Bound for Glory series that. is kind of a ripoff yeah. of that, basically. Yeah, that's a great that's a great comparison. If, if you guys, if you, that's the thing you guys watch, yeah. WWE doesn't really do anything like uh-uh. that. I guess you got like the Dusty Rhodes Classic is kind of a tournament they do, but yeah, not but really. there's no point. There's not no, it's not a round robin thing. Yeah. But the G1 is heavily wrestling based. There's not many. There's not a story going into it. It's just strictly all right. Here's you know however many guys we're gonna go at it and we're gonna see what happens. And out of that, right, we had a finals of Jay White, former champion, against Kota Ibushi, former challenger, <laughs> I guess, because he's never, he's never, or, yeah, uh, intercontinental, intercontinental champion, champion, openweight champion, tag champion, um, and Kota Ibushi gets the win. And he I would does. say a little bit of a shocker. I wouldn't say necessarily, I think he was probably a favorite in the tournament, yeah. but I don't think anybody necessarily had him winning, mm-hmm. you know, just based off of his track record. But thoughts, Mike, for you initially on Coda getting the win? Uh, it's fantastic storytelling. Yeah. And I don't know if you actually watched yes, the Yes, saw the finals. Yes. But um, the good guy, bad guy, if everyone thinks that kayfabe is over right. and you're like, there's no good guy versus bad guys, Definitely. that's like right. the epitome imp- of, yep, yep, sure. of good guy versus bad guy. Like yes. Jay White is probably, if not... The second or third best, maybe the best heel right. in, in wrestling right now. Yes. Besides maybe like Champa when yeah. he was a heel, he was doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, was that just yeah? And you could tell, right? You could really feel the crowd behind Coda, right? You yeah. kind of felt like there was a fervor. I think everybody was kind of a little like hesitant to get on the train because they thought, okay, JY, he lost title to Okada, he's going to get that opportunity okay, back yeah. at Kingdom. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Now that they went this way instead, you're just like, yes, finally, like our guy did it, right? Yes. Like the guy who's been on the fringe of the main event for so long is now, yes, he did it. He he got to the top. Yeah. He's got his world title shot. He's going to the main event of the first ever two night Wrestle Kingdom event, which is going to be phenomenal. We'll have in depth coverage, obviously, of that. But um, did you think this G1 was better than years past? Because I mean, because I think this year I think was better than last year, in my opinion. Uh, the year before that, I don't know, because that was the you know, the, and the, even the year before that was tough. But I think, especially they just comparing last would, year and this year. This year, I thought was this way year was better. better. Than last year. I think the one Kenny one yeah. was amazing because he had Okada in his block. Yes, so you got that third match up there, right? And then ended with Naito in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I think that was just a fantastic like near ending right. last year the standout match to me was Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega right and after that it was all kind of like it was good but not like the best stuff right. this year definitely had a lot of well the, and, the, and the and the and the sub storyline with like Moxley being undefeated for so long and yeah. then losing out at the very end you're like oh my god because you're thinking he can't possibly win this there's I mean four, he's yeah. yeah right so there's no way and, and then, then all Ibushi of a sudden Ibushi legitimately yeah. hurting his ankle in the first night right like everyone goes oh it's probably like a work like no, no, he, no he's his yeah. ankle like swelled up right. to like a size of a basketball, yeah. and he couldn't walk for three days after their first match. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to eventually win this won, tournament. Win the whole it's thing. It's like fantastic. Right. And even Jay White, right, losing the initial couple, right, yeah, and, have, and, and basically saying, "I, I got to win four. All right, I got to win three. I got to win two. I got to win one." So those you know storylines within it, the Nido thing, obviously as well that we kind of had talked about with the potential of him possibly going title versus title. Obviously, that's not going to happen anymore. But yeah. You know, lots of lots the, of intrigue. Did you sure. see the big press conference? I did not Kota see Ibushi? the big press conference. So you didn't see no. what he said? No, I did so not. So his big goal for the end of this year is yeah. he wants to challenge 
for the Intercontinental Champion until the rest of the year. So he wants to win the first night. He wants to win the IC title, and then, and then night he wants two. to uh, night oh, two have the right. title okay. match. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how they would. I mean, because Naito and because Jay were his, in the same block. He gets though, right? his rematch clause against right. Naito from losing it. Oh, okay. I guess that's so true. If I would, gonna, I would, or they can pull yeah. something out where like Naito loses it to someone right. that. Um, right, Obushi beat in the, the tournament. G1, then you right. can go. I beat you, so I because I would match. think honestly the way they want to set it up. Now this is obviously a little sidetrack, but I think that you'd want to go Jay White Naito for the IC title, and then Maybe. because Jay White got the win to get to the finals, yeah. and then have Abushi or have Abushi lose night one. Right, kind of like that. We yeah. like kind of like Bret Hart WrestleMania ten. He loses his first match to Owen at the very start of the show, but winds up being the champion yeah. at the very end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that would be. Tremendous yeah. storytelling, but that was or his, him going in as Intercontinental Champion, yeah, the and next, losing it. That'd yeah, be the, cool too. The next day, right after the yeah. G1, he was talking about how he wants to challenge for the IC because mm-hmm. he does want to do an IC versus heavyweight title what, for night two. Now that I'm just thinking about this, right? What if he becomes? What if he beats Night up ahead of that, right? Or for whatever reason, he gets his rematch, and then Jay beats him, some or like at Wrestle Kingdom or something mm-hmm. like that. So he beats him night one. Abushi wins night two. So now Jay White's also has the claim. Well, I beat you already yeah. yesterday, yeah, and now and now you've got. But now you've got champion versus champion. Who has and the IC champ has a legitimate gripe to be like, I want to challenge you for that now because I beat you yeah. yesterday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, kind of thing. Lots of great yeah. avenues there. And, and once again, we got to commend New Japan. You know, with with the loss of the Bucks and and Kenny and so many of these guys um, that you're going to be seeing pretty soon on TNT. Um, they've done a really, really, really nice job of backfilling their roster and mm-hmm. really making new stars, establishing new talent, uh, taking some talent that's been there before and elevating them to a new level or adding new dimensions. They've done a really, really, really nice job yep. uh, with really front-loading their roster. Um, um, do you think, let's just go straight at it, do you think if, if we're assuming this happens, right, unless you do something screwy, Abushi Okada main event, Russell Kingdom, Abushi winning the championship? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I don't think Okada holds it for over a year again. Again? I think, I think he was just kind of like, for to, to be honest, I thought he was just going to be like, Jay White wins it, he wins it, and then he loses it really quickly. That's what but I now, thought, too. But then, now that he's passing the G1, he's not going to have... He versus Suzuki at yeah. Royal Quest. Right. Probably won't lose it there. Nah, and then there. he's got Sonata, probably at King of Pro Wrestling, I'm nah, assuming. He and he's not losing it there. And then Ibushi's his final one, because right. he didn't lose any t- to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say he loses it to Ibushi, especially if it's like IC champ versus heavyweight champ, I think right. he, he will win both. That'd I think be, it'll be a, I think it'll be a Kota Bushi's that, night. That crowning moment, a, like, yeah. okay, he's a premier top Because WWE guy. does it a lot, too, where they're just like, all right, Daniel Bryan, this is your moment. Right, or this like, guy, yeah, right. Rollins, this is your it's, moment. It's, yeah, it's like, let's gonna, see what happens. They're going right? to give Ibushi, like, his. Yeah. You're going to be double champ, and you're going to do this. He'll probably lose one of them. Pretty quickly, quickly after, after that, right? But he'll the be point pulled. being is that there is an anointment almost like yeah. okay, like this is your time kind of thing. And Abushi yeah. is kind of a weird case, right? Because he was in Japan for a while, then he went and did some other stuff at some other companies, then he came back. He was in DDT Pro for a while. Now he's come back. He's better than ever. He's had some health issues. I mean, he's junior heavyweight champ. He won the New Japan Cup. He's been junior tag yeah. champ, openweight champ. I inter- I think it just champion. came out that he's the only person to win. Yeah, the uh, Super Juniors, New Japan Cup, and the G1. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He, he won all three. Right. Of them, so. so there's a lot of there's a lot of momentum going his way, and I think if you don't do it now, I think it's really difficult to kind of like yeah. any other time you do it is going to be so much less impactful mm-hmm. that I don't know necessarily how long he holds it. I think it's kind of 
uh, like one of those Eddie Guerrero type moments where like he wins it and it's like that's our guy, yeah. but really he's there to provide great entertainment and always be in the forefront. But I don't necessarily. I think he sometimes might be better chasing it than necessarily yeah. holding it. Well, time will tell if he have. Yeah, uh, he's, obviously he's, he a, he's like a Rollins of New Japan. Where yeah. I, I agree, he's such a better like chasing going the title after than when he's like, champion. It's like all right, now what? Yeah, you know or what like mean? Kenny. Like, yeah, exactly. Same yeah. thing. Kenny's chase was way better than his, his actual run yeah. as champion. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to see. All right, after the break, we are going to do an ACC football preview with, obviously, the Merck Zone himself and the Kyle Budzanowski, the man himself. And then we're also going to talk about the Lions and a possible article that came out about them coming from worst to first and having probably the best odds out of those four te- or out of those whatever eight teams. And then at the end of the show, we're going to talk Michigan-Ohio State that rivalry, some trademarks of the word the or the, whatever you want to say, all that good stuff, and more in the new and improved I Always Write Sports podcast. Stick around. Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. I just remind you once again that we have a brand new website, a new logo, and a new studio. I'm always right, PC.com, where you can find all the latest news, all the happenings, all the most recent episodes, our video library, all that good stuff. You can meet the entire team, including the Merc Zone, including the brand, including the man, all that and more. I'm always right, PC.com. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. Now prepare yourselves for part two of episode 38. All right, welcome back to part two of episode 38 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We welcome to the show the man himself, Kyle Budzanowski. Would not be a new era type of episode without the man himself on the show. So welcome, Kyle. Let's jump right into it now. We're going to talk some ACC football preview. It's the last big conference. You know, we've kind of held off just because, honestly, it's Clemson. Let's just let's just get right to the quick. Let's just start from the end and work our way back to the beginning. And <laughs> I mean, let's be real, but all right, uh, we got to do it. We did it to the rest of them, even though hopefully Clemson's schedule is not a complete disaster like Bama's was last week, so I don't get all hot and bothered okay. about it on our new set. I don't want to break stuff already. Okay, these last places are pretty I know, nice. I know, right? <laughs> Kyle, you're going to chip in for some of this, too? Yeah. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. He, Kyle's got the under got for everyone. <laughs> He's got the under for everyone. Clemson. Clemson goes over. undefeated, and uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, levitates above the college football playoff while everybody else is... Just okay. Yes. That's what he's going to say. All right, so we're going to start off with um, the Atlantic Division. They go Atlantic and Coastal Divisions. Of course they do. Because, you know, they're the only other team that doesn't go East and West. Right. Um, So we're going to start with Boston College. Um, They're under over set at seven and a half games. Right. Uh, Let's see. They got some – they got a home stretch of Virginia Tech, Richmond, Kansas to start the season. Yeah. And they also have at Rutgers, so take that as you may. Um, through the season, you got at Louisville, at Clemson, at Syracuse, at Notre Dame. Right. And then you're playing home games against Florida State and NC State also. Hmm. So what's their, what's their over? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. It's okay. It's, just, it's I tough. I think those away games are tough, but yeah. those home games are over. What do you think? Just like starting to I'd, I'd probably go with the over. Yeah. Uh, just because I think Clemson, Syracuse, are probably, and Notre Dame are probably losses. Mm-hmm. But like you got like Kansas, Richmond. Wake Forest, NC yeah. State. I mean, You're that's Virginia a, Tech you can play too. Virginia Tech, but right. you get them at home. So, I mean, it's not looking too awful. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Boston College is and a Boston weird Boston College team. can be good sometimes. Well, well, Boston College is weird because I feel like every once in a while they have like a like a great NFL prospect that just comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Like Matt Ryan played at Boston College. Nobody would have ever, you nope. know. It's like it's a weird place to play. I'll take the over. I'll kind of lend to your expertise a little bit just going off of that schedule. <laughs> but, like, honestly, it's a that's a weird team. They're just very... 
there's nothing about him where you can go trendy wise like oh yeah Boston College is a staple like up in the you know top of the league every year compared to some others. So I'll take the over and okay. give him some. Uh, looking at the schedule, nothing. He's gonna say the under. He's such a jerk. I was gonna say the over, <laughs> but now I'll go with the under. <laughs> okay. I said Rice upsets them. All right, we're Boston gonna, College. We're just gonna annoy you. They don't play Rice. Oh no. You looking at like baseball or something? Probably... Richmond, Richmond. Oh, okay. Good Richmond, Lord. Richmond with the, the spider. Okay. The spider. Next, we got Clemson, the probably the favorite. Um, they're under overset at eleven and a half. Last year, were undefeated. They only play twelve games. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. They have home games against Georgia Tech, Texas A and M, and Charlotte. Whoa, Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. They also play Florida State at home, Boston College, Wolford. Wake Forest at home, but they have road games at North Carolina, at Louisville, at NC State. Yeah, so they're going undefeated yeah. straight up. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's the nothing si- about this, that. The site I'm using yeah. for it that they're yeah. predicting has them losing Texas A&M. No, no home. way. No way, dude. They're, they're, unless Trevor Lawrence falls off a cliff, like, performance-wise, yeah. then I don't see a way this team loses. I think the game. one team at Syracuse, because Syracuse can, it was really good last year, yeah. that's a tough yeah, at Syracuse is tough, but besides that, I'm like There's at no least way. a lot. No, I'm taking yeah, they're so. they're there. I mean, it's it, like I said. If they, I had to bet, I would bet the under because I just bet they lose one of those right. games yeah. somewhere. I'm but. not even gonna do that. I have so, like you know, Clemson's one of those teams where they're they're not like an Ohio State or something like that where they lose a weird game like that yeah. where it's like they're where losing, the hell yeah. did that come from? Yeah. Like they're if they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose to a good football team. Yeah. I feel like so with that, yeah, they're undefeated. Just be done with it, Kyle. I'm gonna go with undefeated as well. Yeah. I th- well, I mean, when you have Trevor Lawrence, he was like, I'm like, I'm gonna be a freshman and then just put 45 on <laughs> like the, the supposed greatest Alabama team ever. Right. Then like, yeah. So I'm just gonna have him going undefeated. Yeah. You don't really need much. That's fair. Yeah. You, if you're a Clemson fan, you're living in you're living the life right You really now. are. Honestly, you got the best young quarterback in the country. He's gonna be the number one pick when he leaves, whenever he wants to. He could have left last year and probably would have been the number one pick if we're being honest. So yeah, definitely. Can't legally do it. But yeah, like, can't but legally do it. But yeah. Um, Florida State's next. Uh, they're under overset at seven and a half. They play home games against Boise State, ULM, Louisville, NC State, and Syracuse. Ooh. But they got some away games at Virginia, at Clemson, at Wake Forest, at Boston College. I'm gonna take the over just based off of that right there. I mean, probably the two. I, I think. Uh, and they play uh, at Florida as their like big. Yeah, that's their like, big one, right? Big yeah. Rivalry game. I mean, I, Florida. Once again, we talked about them last week. They're kind of a weird team for me. You mm-hmm. know, like where I don't really know where they sit anymore. You before you could be like, oh yeah, they're gonna be a powerhouse because when they had Tebow or, or Urban was there. Now they're mm-hmm. kind of a wishy wash. So I'll take the over, but okay. ACC is not a good conference, man. It's no, really it's not. Really not. What was this point spreading? Uh, it was set at seven and a half. I'll take the under. I have okay. seven. <laughs> Great who, analysis. Who Great shot analysis. here? Yeah. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Louisville. Last year, they were two and ten. <laughs> Just gonna let that sink in for a second. Um, and Bobby, un- Bobby Petrino's not there anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Is he still? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. And his under over set at four and a half. Oh, good lord. So can we find four wins here? Um, so they play home against Notre Dame, nope. home against Eastern Kentucky, maybe at Western Kentucky, maybe <laughs> at Florida State, nope. home against Boston College, nope. then you got home against Clemson, home nope. against Virginia, nope. at Miami, <laughs> nope. at NC State, nope. home against Syracuse. No. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the Kentuckys. <laughs> I was, and then you play at Kentucky. 
but you don't beat Kentucky though. I don't no. think they beat at Kentucky. No, I think they get two wins. I'm gonna take the under. That's a Louisville's not a good football team. They're not. They were for like one year. Yeah. The funny part was one week they're gonna go to the east side of Kentucky. Next week they just. <laughs> Why do we gotta leave? Can we just stay in the hotel? No, go back to Louisville. Go back. We're gonna yeah. go play we're gonna play, after. Right. Well, it's Louisville, Kentucky, right? So they're playing. They just play within yeah. their own state. Like, all right, let's go to yeah. northern, eastern, yeah. southern, and western Kentucky, <laughs> and, then, and then, we'll then play then the University play Kentucky. of Kentucky. They're like, where do we go? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've all gone to all four corners. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's good stuff. Right, so yeah, that's next you got NC State. Garbage. Last year they were nine and four. Good for they're, them. Then they're set seven and a half. There's a big trend here, if you want to know. Yeah. Um, they play home games: East Carolina, Western Carolina. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan's first four games in like four years. Give me okay. We're gonna play Northern. That's their first year as a football team. We're gonna play Eastern. Western, Eastern, and then we're gonna play Central, Central and then the Southern, which is just like you know. So funny so side note. <laughs> funny side note. I did that in NCAA fourteen. We can make the schedule. I went yeah. all right. So Eastern, Central, Western, and then Toledo were my first four games. <laughs> so that's funny. Okay, anyway. starting out four and zero, and you're still twenty yeah. fifth ranked in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got Eastern Carolina, Western Carolina, then you got. Home against Ball State, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Clemson. But you play road games against Georgia Tech. Who is this? Florida State, NC State. NC State? Yeah. yeah I, what's it, seven and a half? Yeah. I think they can get to eight wins. I don't think they get to nine again, but I no. think they get to eight wins. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. I mean, look, like the first few games alone, I mean, you're beating up teams that are basically community colleges. So, you know, it's like. Yeah. You only need like four more wins after that. That's so. what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think some of these teams, like Wake Forest is going to be a weird team. Syracuse is going to be weird. So, th- those games are all kind of toss ups. So, if you're just playing the numbers, some of these games, they're not winning straight yeah. up, right? But others, you go okay. They're why not? Yeah, you know I mean, I think they could. Does NC State have like anyone? Like, they, well, they have people. I mean, they have like they have a whole they have a whole team. They have a whole team. Well, I've never heard of a single person on that team, but I mean, I don't just got that either. Over. But oh, they're playing Western. I've Western never Carolina. actually watched. Fun you know, fact: I've never watched an NC State game. So. Well, you're about to now. I guess we're so. going to sit through and watch the best of NC State. I watched on some YouTube. against Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> NC State highlights. NC State highlights on YouTube. And then we can't find ten them seconds, right. none existing, and then it's just like a slideshow. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> Next, we got Syracuse. Woo! They were ten and three last year. They're under over set at what do you think? Seven and a half. Yep. Yeah, because you know what it is. This is even Vegas is being lazy about this. Like I'm sure some ACC fans are going to look at this and be like, "You guys didn't do anything." Yeah, because we all know what's going to happen. It's like yeah. it's like. Gravity. It's just gonna. It just have to accept it. Clemson's winning this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Syracuse may be number two. Who cares? Because it's not gonna matter. But yeah. I mean, you can give me. Especially on this side. Yeah. No. Syracuse on the other side. You can have right. Maybe. Ma- yeah. But I mean. All right. So Syracuse have, you know, got wins. at Liberty. Home against Jeez. Holy Cross. Home against Western Michigan. It's Holy Cross of high school. It oh, is man. actually, but. <laughs> And then you play at Maryland, home against Clemson, at NC State, at Florida State, yeah. at Duke, at Louisville, home against Wake Forest. Yeah, so I see two losses on that so far. Yeah. Right? I mean, Clemson and probably Florida State are probably the two that I would I would pigeonhole as yeah. losses. Maybe NC State. Maybe on NC the road. State. Yeah, but I mean, something to have. I'll take the over. I think, like I said, it's going to be the, it's going to be the race for second place in a bowl game. Yeah. That's really what you're playing for in the ACC. In the ACC, similar to the uh, the Big Twelve. And the Pac-12, to a certain extent, there's not enough competition Mm -hmm. to where you have to dominate in your league in order to get there. Like, Clemson's a very good football team, and they will probably dominate their entire conference and win it. That's how they'll get to the Final Four. Not because of their strength of schedule, just because they're probably just going to go through everybody like a buzzsaw. You know what I mean? So, Kyle, I mean, what do you got for them? I mean, under? I I have the... 
over. Yeah. Okay. Probably, I could say I could see a nine-one season. Yeah. Just a little bit. Let's just say it's race for second place. Honestly, in this side of it, at yeah. least, right? So I mean. It's and then next and last in this side, we got Wake Forest. Last year they were seven and six. Their run over is at six and a half. Under. I'm calling it now. Do I have to go through nope. it? Nope, I'm not. I'm okay. Sorry, wait. They play at Clemson, so. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a loss. <laughs> we know that. But I mean, but no. Once again, though, right? It's it's your guy. You're gonna have a whole bunch of bottom to middle of the road teams fighting, beating each other yep. week to week. It's all is what it's gonna be. All right. So next we got the Coastal Division. Ooh. Which I can't tell you why it's the Coastal Division. The hell but it's the ACC, dude. It's a Coastal Division. Yeah. Okay, they they on just on finally on got football like five years ago. Yeah. We're getting their first network, like, yeah, exactly. ever. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> exactly, because it's like, before it was like, oh, we got Duke and North Carolina basketball, yeah. and that was it. No yeah. one paid attention to any of their football teams until now. So yeah. uh, so we're going to start with Duke, huh, funny enough. Last yeah. year they were 8-5. and five. I would never have guessed that if I didn't know. Hey, Cutcliffe, man, David Cutcliffe. Not a bad. And, he, was a Michi- uh, he was a guy in, in line to This year they're coach. set at 5.5. Yeah, so that seems about right. They play home against Alabama week one. So that's fun. It's a good start. Um, they play home against North Carolina A and T and at Mid Tennessee State. So they're three and zero from right there. Alabama <laughs> <laughs> well, home, chalk it up as a win. No, uh, Duke sucks. Let's be real. Yeah. Like they're not. They're not a good football team. Um, you got home against Pitt, home against Georgia Tech at North Carolina, home against Notre Dame, home against Syracuse, home against lot, Miami. Yeah, I'm going to say the under. It's okay. not going to be good. It's yeah, not going to be a that great time. Kind of rough. Um, next, we got uh, Georgia Tech. So yeah. last year they were seven and six. They're set at six and a half. Mm-hmm. So they start the season at Clemson, which is gonna be a fun one, I guess. <laughs> um, then they got home games against USF, Citadel, at Temple, and North Carolina. Good. Lord. And then they go at Duke, at Miami, at Virginia, it's home against NC State and Georgia. It's the under. It's the okay. under. They ain't winning nothing there. Uh, next it's you got Citadel. Miami at <laughs> Citadel. Good lord. Hey, they almost... Watch out for Citadel. It was, like, close at halftime. I know, at halftime, it was, like, 3-0 against Alabama. <laughs> and they lost, like, 52-3, but it's fine. Um, you got Miami next. Last year, they were 7-6. They were actually predicted at about 8.5. Yeah, so see, they're, this they're on is on the, the one team bit. that, if you look at Miami, if you look at this side of the bracket, right, Miami's probably the one team that it, you expect to probably kind of take over, if I had to guess, yeah. honestly. Um, Their schedule kind of benefits that theory too, because yeah. you play, you start the season home against Florida mm-hmm. in Orlando, so it yeah. could be a tough one. But then you got at North Carolina, uh, home against Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Then you got Virginia Tech, Virginia, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, all at home. Mm-hmm. And then you got home against Louisville at Florida State yeah, at FIU. Take, you got I'm, a lot. Of, I think they can go. I think they can get to nine wins. Yeah, pretty pretty solidly there. They still recruit really well in Miami. I wouldn't be shocked to see them get there. So yeah, I'm gonna say nine. Right. Kyle, going with the under. I'll give him a three-win season. Miami? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, because, like... I want to let you know that somebody... I had a friend. Shout out to Mr. Dennis St. James if you're watching. He, he told me he was watching this, and, uh, and he was like, yeah, that Kyle guy, he just says things that just contradicts you and uh, your buddy Mike over there, and I think it's hilarious because he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. No, I just, pay to, I just pay attention to Michigan football. If, you, if you're expecting, like, anything else, oh I know. Well, you missed the Big going. Ten episode. I know. That's because you're a Okay, side note right. about the Big Ten. Me and Kyle did a predictions of the entire season of the Big Ten. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we we were on this website that you would, like, yeah. it'd give you every single game and through the Big Ten. Right. And it would, it'd take, you know, go through the season and then give us, like, the rankings after. Spin it up. <laughs> and... And I had Purdue going undefeated 
12 and 0. Seems about right. Yeah, I had Purdue going. Could you like one guy because he's really fast? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who's that name? Rondell Moore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had them going. I didn't even know it either. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah we, did, we, we did the same thing for the NFL one too, and I had lines going 12 and 4 to the NFC Championship game. So. <laughs> Oh boy. No, mostly it got to the point where I'm like, they already made the playoffs, and I went, all right, screw it. If we're going to make this stupid, let's make it stupid, and it was fun. I still had New England and New Orleans going to the Super Bowl, didn't I? Yeah. So there you go. See, that's plausible. Anyway, all right, let's keep going. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, so back to what I was going to say with Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, Miami. Because I feel like they're going to be a team how Florida State was a couple years ago when they were supposed to be all this thing, and then yeah. their quarterback and got hurt. Fell to hell. Yeah. And then just, I feel like that's going to So you're just going to predict that their quarterback gets hurt, and that's why they lose? No, I'm going to predict that the whole, the whole team's going to get hurt. <laughs> Well, it's where they have a true freshman starting because Tate yeah. Martell transferred over oh, there from yeah. Ohio State and he, he lost and he didn't even win the job. Time. I'm like, dude, yeah. like, come on. Okay. Who, who else is in this side? I always forget. Who okay, else? So you got North in? Carolina. All right. Pitt. Jeez. And Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yeah. See, so none of these teams are anything. So let's just do this way. Do we all have Miami going to the final? Yeah. Okay, Miami so we got Clemson. Miami and Clemson going there. Does Clemson win the ACC? Probably. Okay, no offense to Virginia, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Pat Narduzzi, you know, you Spartan, your former Spartan, cool. But let's be real. No one's touching Clemson in this division. At least the SEC has a possibility of another team coming out of this, um, potentially upsetting Bama. Yeah. I don't see a team upsetting Clemson at all. At least no, in the really. ACC. I would say I could see like Syracuse upsetting, but I don't think they win enough to win. To get there, yeah. right. Like if, yeah. if Clemson gets a loss, it's to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. But So they're 11-1. and one. Syracuse is probably 9-3. and three, yeah. And then uh, Clemson still wins. Right, because they, exactly. they have a better record anyway. Exactly. So, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see, I don't see Miami beating them in the end, so then I don't see anyone. No, I don't think I think so I see Clemson winning the ACC. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so you got you got you have Clemson getting the Final Four then too? Yes. Okay. Clemson going to the Final Four? Okay. Just want to make sure. Who's your Final Four this year, Kyle? I don't think we've ever Let's see. He's got Bama, Clemson, Michigan, and... Georgia. Georgia. So you got two SEC teams again. Mm -hmm. Jeez Louise. I just don't see Oklahoma. I mean, Jalen Hurts is good, but I don't see him going to the Final Four. I think Georgia can beat him. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Let's move on, because Mike's going to jump across this newly... Furnished table here. It's a go I don't like Oklahoma. But yeah. Shots. All right. Let's let's jump in now. Let's jump into some pro stuff, and then we'll talk about Michigan at the end because I know Kyle has some hot takes. But uh, there it was a there was an article that came out on Bleach Report this past week. Mike passed it along to me uh, when we were writing the show this week, where the Lions ranked the best team to go from worst to first in their division. Um, Kyle, do you agree with that statement? Looking at the teams from last year who finished in last place, do you, want do you me think to give the, you these teams? Do you think the Lions had the best you, chance to get there? To? You got to get. Okay. Oh my gosh, dude! Wait, first in their division. Yeah. So basically, the whole article was out of the team, out of the eight teams that finished dead last in their division, who has the best chance from going from last place to winning the division this season? Okay. So out of these eight teams, who do you think wins their division? Right. So you got the Bengals, Jaguars, yep. Jets. Raiders, Giants, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Lions. Who wins their division? This Who year? has the best chance to win the division? Their di- individual division. That's See, kind of the this goal. This the thing is, all these teams could, you know, you could be like, oh, they might have a chance, but then they also could just fall apart. That's the point, fair. though. Right, yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Uh, I would almost say, not the Jags. The Jags probably won't have an offense. I, I want to <laughs> say the Jets. Yeah. Maybe the Jets, but that's, not the Jets. But it's probably. New England's New, but New England's there. I know, but like that's the only team that I feel like would even 
just be good. I think the Jets are going to – this is going to be the first year the Jets are actually going to be a legit good football yeah. team, not the fake good football team that they had Here, a few years here's ago. Here's the thing. I think the Jets are the – and possibly the Lions, mm-hmm. if you want to put them in there, yeah. are the only two teams that can make it to the playoffs out of the teams that were in that yeah, were honestly, last year. I think year. the Raiders are a year away if they're going to do it. Yeah. Raiders are a year away. Jags, unless a division crumbles itself yeah. together. Right. But I think the Colts are way too good. Yeah. Um, Bengals, nope, nope. Yeah. Giants, nope. Cowboys, and Eagles are already there. Yeah. Buccaneers have like the hardest division in football, and then the Cardinals have the Rams and the Seahawks, and now the Niners with Garoppolo back. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're gonna right. even say any of these teams, it's would, the Lions yeah. and Jets. I, I would, yeah. But I, the Jets are just in that hole where they have New England, right. and really the Lions are in the hole because they have like they have one of the tougher. I think divisions it's also. tougher division. I think the only reason why you could lend the fact to say the Lions have the best chance is because theoretically you don't. Everybody kind of goes in. It's like. There's 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 big enough flaws in each football team where you can go, yeah, I can see them not winning the division, right? Like yeah. the Packers, you don't know what that defense is going to be, right? You don't know the receivers. Yeah. You know, the Lions, all right, what's this defense going to be? Do they have the good enough secondary? Will the passers be there? Can Stafford bounce back? Minnesota, can Kirk Cousins be who Minnesota's paying him to be, right? Can the defense bounce back? Can Dalvin Cook have can be he be fully healthy? Chicago the defense is going to clearly regress. There's no way you can maintain that turnover margin for that long. But because of that, you've got, you know, that offense now has to step up. Can they step up? I don't know. So I would I would agree that probably the Lions have the best chance. Um, do you guys think that uh, based off of what you guys are seeing, and I'm going to kind of keep checking in with you guys, based off of what you guys seen last night, or I guess two days ago if you're hearing this now, um, about their preseason action so far, obviously we haven't seen Stafford play yet. Um do you think that I mean are we are you still confident that that they can do this or is this next week going to be the game where okay this is where I'm going to get some sort of like either like the confidence be like yep we can totally do it where we can win the division or at least make the playoffs or if it's a total disaster you're like Jesus season's going to be a rough go okay I will say watching the game Saturday night we'll yeah. actually put a date to this day yeah. Saturday night against the Texans. With because you have to account that yeah. they have Josh Tra- or Josh Johnson in there yeah, at sure. quarterback, and they didn't have any of the receivers there, so their starting receiver was like whatever Lacy, Eddie yeah. Lacy or whatever his name was, Chris Lacy, Chris yeah. Lacy, yeah, yeah, Eddie Lacy's on the couch eating yeah. and uh, <laughs> Brandon Powell was there too. Yeah. So those were your top receivers, but everyone else was there for the most part, offense, right. and they looked not great, not good, Carry but on it was good. it was yeah, Carry on looked very good, yeah, but the team was like could function is what I would say. Yeah. As they were like they could move the ball a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. you saw like sparks of like yeah. this could work. Mm-hmm. And I think then once you add Stafford and you add your three star receivers to that group, right. I think that just makes you that much better. Yeah. And um the Texans were playing with their whole defense for the first two uh, drives. Right. So you saw them against their an actual defense that was starting and doing right. stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And they were progressing a little bit defensively i think they had most of their starters in besides their, their d-line big, the their d-line, d-line was, was all completely, completely gone yeah. but they besides had to buy you had Aquara. yeah you had slay and arure and then you had both your safeties and defensive backs did well it was just you couldn't get any push anywhere yeah but he was that he held the ball also. forever deshaun did yeah. so it's good and bad and news. if you want to flip a little bit i also watched the game kyler murray was in this mm-hmm. second game against the Raiders, yeah, and that was an abysmal performance by Kyler Murray. Yeah. If you want to know, right? Um, I think he got sacked four times. He caused a safety, and he only completed like one pass. Right. So, I, so still preseason. Cool. Yeah. So, still preseason. so still preseason, but it looked worse off for the Cardinals when we play Week One than right. the Lions Week Two. All right, Kyle. 
I know you've been waiting for it. Let's jump right into it. Michigan trolling Ohio State. Ohio State attempting to trademark the word the for the Ohio State because every single guy who ever goes there has to say the Ohio State. Um, do you think, and I'm going to ask you this individually because I kind of think I know Mike's answer. Mike, you have a rebuttal in a second. Do you think that this is even a rivalry anymore for Michigan to even have like the balls, I guess is the best way of saying that, to be like to to try and troll Ohio State. Based off of what we've seen the past ten years, two or three different coaches, the result has been the same. Ohio State's beaten Michigan at the end of the year. Do you think they have any clout whatsoever to be like this is still a rivalry, yes, and we can still theoretically take a shot, even though we've not been able to back it up on the field in a decade. I mean like you you could take all the <laughs> shots you want, but like you said, you can't ever back it up. So yeah. if you you could say whatever you want. Is this a smart move by them? Is it? A, I mean, this probably the smart move is to say nothing and work on your team and beat them. <laughs> but I like I yeah well, right. But as like if it's just frustrating sometimes. But yeah. like I don't even like care what they do. I just want them to win. <laughs> it feels like and I, it feel just, like, I feel like him with the Lions. Just win, please. Like and like I guess it's a rivalry. It really gets hyped up as a rivalry. Yeah. Rivalry probably by like the TV. So people oh for watch sure, it. absolutely. But Ratings like, bonanza. In reality, it's really not. And until you really can beat them, then it, that them like trying to have clout or trolling right. them will really mean absolutely nothing. Right. I, I I'm surprised actually. You came in with such a like a composed take because I, I yeah. thought you were gonna be like full on like yeah I'm happy they're doing that. Well, well actually, yeah. I think I guess I this mean, is like because I kind of like what they're doing. Yeah. They're, that's because, what I was gonna ask you, Mike. You because had, I guess you I guess I'm, I'm like the Kyle in this situation because I thought yeah. this is what Kyle was gonna say. Yeah. But I actually kind of like what they're doing because at least. Like, even, like, that stretch where they lost to Michigan State every year, yeah. I like, at least they have, like, confidence going in going, we think we could beat you. Yeah. Even though the last, like, couple years or whatever, right. you can't. At least they're not like, shit, we have to go play Ohio State now. Like, they're, <laughs> they're going into this going, right. they're talking crap and stuff, and they're right. going, we, we think, because mm-hmm. you haven't shown it, we right. think we can beat you. Right. Like, we think we have the talent around us to beat you. Because, like, if they're just sitting around not saying anything, then to me that's, like, they don't know if they can really beat them. Like that's right. a question marks. Right. And I do think there's confidence of Urban just left, is this, and they have a freshman quarterback that now you're just like, is this, this the, does Harbaugh you. have to win this year? Yeah. Do yeah. they have to beat Ohio State this year? Well, so, I mean, they don't have to. Did, but, like, no, is no. like from a legacy perspective that you would have gone what zero and four now, right? Zero and five. So, I mean, so you're saying this is a must-win year for Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. You have to beat Ohio State this year. Yes. Probably. But if he, could, loses, if he loses, does he deserve to be fired? No. I don't think he deserves to be fired. So they go, let's say they go no They go undefeated until they play Ohio State and they lose to Ohio State. 11-1. They go 11-1, but they don't make the Big Ten but they don't make the Big Ten Championship because of it. Okay, well, um... It, no, I was, still saying, I was still saying he's sad. I don't think he should be fired because who, do you, who are you going to replace him with? I don't disagree. I'm just but, asking the question. Because but, I think if they don't beat Ohio State this year, a lot of people are going to be asking for his head. And obviously we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, I totally, I would disagree with that 100%. I mean, he's only giving you, like, there was a point where, like, Brady Hoke, when he was here, and he lost three of the four years, and the one year they were good, then they lost him. And I'm like, okay, so you lose every single year, and then the one year you're good, but you still can't beat him. That's annoying. At least you're getting, like, 10, 11 win seasons every year with him. Mm -hmm. So you're at least getting, like, at the end of the day, you go, that's a, but, like, if you compare it to, like, NFL, that's, like, a team going 11 wins every year. Like, it's not like, right. it's not like, 
oh, you didn't make it to the playoffs. Oh, you didn't make it here. But you still did a very good. It's like the Lions right. the last five years. Right. They've had nine, ten win, eleven win seasons. Right. They just haven't done stuff. But it's not like oh, we need to fire this guy now. Right. That's why. I, well, like, I mean, I would say I would reckon it to a little bit like to the sense of okay, are you becoming complacent? Like as a fan, right? Are you complacent with if they were to never win a Big Ten championship with Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say they never get to the final four, but they're always up there at the end of it, but they never fully get it done. Are you content with that? Are yeah. you okay with it? So you're okay with never winning a Big Ten championship? No. I think eventually you'll get there. That's why I'm okay. No, with no, that. but so I'm saying I'm putting I'm 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 trying to go as devil's advocate as possible. You never win a Big Ten championship with Harbaugh. I'm okay with that. Really? No. If you get 11 wins no. every year, I'm fine with it. But that means you're never getting the Final Four. You'll never, if you don't win the Big Ten, you're not getting the Final Four. Straight up. There will never be two Big Ten teams ever going to the Final Four. Well, I mean, that comes up to the committee. Yeah, but there's no way. You're not strong enough. The The conference is not strong enough for that. We wow. both know that. I don't think the SEC is strong enough to get to, but, and then we beg to differ. So. But but I'm just saying, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> honestly, you honestly think that they'll ever make a Final Four without being the Big Ten championship? They could, yeah. Oof. That's a that is a that is a tall task. Ohio State couldn't do it when they went undefeated almost, and and they still didn't get in over Georgia. Well, so, no, I mean, no, that was they lost to uh, Purdue. Purdue. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But I agree. But I'm saying you so. Can't Ohio have a State, bad loss Ohio like State, that. eleven and one. Like Michigan, eleven and one, but gets trounced by Ohio State. Okay, you don't well, want the Big Ten title. Okay, you're. Are you saying they lose by what they did last year? Or doesn't matter. Lose by a field goal. Doesn't matter. They didn't. They didn't. I think you're close enough. Then I think you can make it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you have to win if you're in the Big Ten because I don't think you have the cl- I don't think you have the stroke anymore to do it otherwise. I don't I, think I the think Big Ten has. I don't think outside of Ohio State, I don't think there's any team that could get in on their own merit anymore without I, winning that Big Ten championship. Because Notre Dame it has to go undefeated to do it. I think Michigan has to win the Big yeah. Ten title in order to get to the Final Four. I don't I think, think so. there's any way. I don't. I don't think there's any way. But well, it's yet to be seen. But if he doesn't win a Big Ten championship, I don't think. I think his entire run as Michigan coach will be a failure. Yes, yeah. because they were. You knew that they were gonna. They were right. I know there were seasons before him that were they. They were kind of off, but they were always an elite program. And then you bring him in, people expecting we need Big Ten championship, we need national championship. Right, that's the whole point. You're and supposed he, to be competing yeah. for that type of mm-hmm. thing. You and have not competed for that yet, though. That's the problem. I think that nothing. people are having. They're gonna be good regardless. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think they'll always be good. Will they be great? That's the question. And I don't think that we've seen it yet. So it'll be very interesting this coming season. All right, for the Merc Zone. For the man, I'm the Mouth Michigan. Reminder once again, we got a new studio. We got a new logo. We got a new website. All that good stuff. I'm always right, PC.com. Make sure you check out the website. Um, if you have any subs- uh, suggestions for the show, fill out our contact sheet. It'll come right to us. We'll take your consider- take your suggestions under consideration. You could possibly find it on the show. And we'll give you a shout-out as well if we do. Once again, for all for the gang here, I'm the Mouth Michigan. And we will see you guys as always next time.